Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. Remember to check us out on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective, cliffcentral.com. That website is looking top, Gareth, by the way. And of course, csduplicy.co.za. Joining me as always, although it has been a long time, is the authority on all things football, Mo. Mo, it's been a long time since we last spoke, but can I just tell you, it looks so good and it feels incredible when I look at the PremierLeague.com website and I see that beautiful Newcastle United badge up amongst the Premier League clubs where it belongs. And to make it even better, our first game of the season is at home, and it's against Spurs where we thrashed them 5-1 the last time they visited St. James's Park. But I think it might be a different story this time around. What do you make of the fixtures? Well, first things first, yeah, it has been a long time. But I mean, even podcasters these days need a two-week break after a long Premier League season. Uh, the second thing, yeah, look, I have, to, I have to stand with you on seeing your team uh, the logo back there. You deserved it. It's been a hard year for you especially. Uh, and I'm sure all the Newcastle supporters being out of the Premier League. And now to the to the bigger to the bigger announcement. The fixtures were released today. Sure, some some interesting ones, eh? They are. They are indeed. I mean, if I think about the season ahead, and I mean, it's still we've got to wait till the 12th of August for the opening game. I mean, like, oh, can't they like start it tomorrow? We've rested. We're good to go. <laughs> I suppose uh, look, the, the, the opening uh, weekend, they haven't been like massive one, except the Newcastle Spurs. That, that, uh, that one's going to be great. I don't think you guys are going to beat them 5-1. Not the way Harry Kane is uh, become an authority on goal scoring. Um, um, the other decent one might be the Arsenal-Leicester game. But other than that, opening weekend will just be exciting because the Premier League is back. I don't think it's about... The big fixtures. Yeah, Chelsea, I mean, the champions, they begin their title defense at home to Burnley. Uh, so I don't know how Burnley will feel about that. But I, I just get the feeling like when you're playing these big clubs, you know, the, the, the title contenders, isn't it good or maybe better to get them out the way early doors than to be facing them six games in where they're starting to hit their straps? You know what I mean? I absolutely agree with you on that because, you know, at the beginning of the season, they're still finding their form, their feet, their managers are still tinkering with formations. And it's interesting that you bring that up because if you look closely, Everton's first six games are rather interesting. Eh? They've got Stoke at home, Man City away, Chelsea away, Spurs at home, and Man United away. So that, that they might be, either they're going to be at the end of that six games going to be in relegation, or, you know, they might be in a decent spot going into uh, after those games to playing all the other teams. Is, is that why Everton's big boss, Steve Walsh, is in Milan today um, with reports that they're about to sign six players, three from AC Milan, three from Inter, and they'll conclude the deal for Jordan Pickford, who, if I'm not mistaken, becomes... Is he the most expensive goalkeeper in the Premier League history, or...? It's a record bid, isn't it? 
I think it's uh, it might be a record. I don't think he's that expensive. I think Man City's the uh, signing Edison might be a bit higher than him. That's right. That's right. Talking about his twenty-five million plus five million with add-ons, so it brings him up to thirty million. That's a lot for a young goalkeeper who last season was at Sunderland. I mean, he's gonna look amazing because he's at Sunderland and the defense was rubbish. So you know he had to do all the hard work. Yeah, their best player by far. If you ask yeah. me, Everton, look, they, uh, either they know that they're going to get the hundred million from the Lukaku deal, and maybe a decent amount from Ross Barkley. That's why they're spending early or spending big. But um, I don't think I, I think maybe Kuman might be going overboard to upset his team with so many signings. Could work against him, eh? Yeah, I think you make a very good point. I think he's maybe he's realised he can't hold on to Barkley or Lukaku this season, regardless of where they end up, and. You know, six Italian players um, plus Pickford. You know, who knows what could happen there. But but I think if you look at it this way, it also might be a statement to say to the guys like Lukaku, who's criticised the quality of the squad. Oi, I'm going to add to the squad. Maybe you should stay here. You know, yeah. that's other other way of maybe looking at it. Also looking at the Everton team, they are an ageing team. So maybe he wants to, you know, overhaul some of the older players. Yeah, it could well be... I, I personally think Ross Barkley must go. Um, he's a talented player, um, but it just looks like he doesn't have the hunger left. You know, maybe he should go and find himself another club. You know, cash in. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. But just to wrap up the fixtures, um, other new boys to the Premier League of Brighton, who finished second. They um, welcome Manchester City. Well, it's going to take something special for Brighton to stay up. I mean, we'll talk about that as the season draws closer. But Huddersfield, uh, they're also back. Funnily enough, their last top flight uh, opening fixture was back in 1972. And it happened to be against Crystal Palace. Yeah, history has a funny way of repeating itself. Eh? But uh, I, I don't think Palace have, an, uh, have appointed a new manager, have they? No, they're talking to Pellegrini at the moment. Sure, that's a big step. According to but speculation, obviously. Obviously, yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, that would be a, a decent game to watch. I mean, we all want to see what Huddersfield are about. You might have seen a bit of them after your team were in the championship with them. But yeah, they might be interesting. They might uh, also, you know, start off well. But, well, Wagner, their manager, has signed a new deal, so he's staying on. And and he's he that he's one of those managers that's exciting. His new. Um, Many have compared him a bit to Jurgen Klopp, the way he approaches things. But it will be a telling season for Liverpool too this season. I think, you know, speculation is rife that Mbappe, the the Monaco striker, the teenager, might be headed to Anfield. I mean, that's uh, quite the story doing the rounds at the moment. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, uh, especially after Jurgen Klopp last season, you know, uh, mocked United for spending so much on Pogba. And this season, he's you know pushing 100 million from Mbappe. He's they threw they they you know were gonna get Van Dyke for 60 million. I mean 60 million for Virgil Van Dyke. I mean that's shocking. Eh? Yeah. I don't understand it. Eh? And okay, in the end there was no deal, but that's a bit of a surprise. You know you you can get some decent players for 60 million. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool but, also slapped on the wrist for that. Eh? The tapping up yeah, affair. They got a bit of a scolding from the Premier League and from uh, Southampton. Funny enough, that's their feeder club. I mean, Southampton sell all their decent players to Liverpool. I uh, don't know why they would have done that. You know, ended up a, a, a end up a bit of a relationship between the two clubs. Yeah. But also, you know, Liverpool need to strengthen because they've got Champions League next season. That's right. So they they, they made 
may want to add some good players that are experienced. Yeah, in case you're wondering who Liverpool are playing in the opening fixture, it's Watford away. Be interesting. And then Arsenal, as you said, host Leicester. So it will be interesting. I think what's interesting about Arsenal is if, if you look at their February dip that they've had in the recent years, um, it begs the question once again uh, with, with some of the fixtures that they've got. I mean, they've got some cracking fixtures. And then I think, if I'm not mistaken, five of the games after their, 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 um, their respective um, travels are all, once again, away games. And I, I know they're, they're playing Europa League, aren't they, this season? Um, and when they return from the Europa League, they'll be playing away each time. So it's uh, not good for, for the FA Cup winners, is it? But I mean, the only good thing for Arsenal for next season or looking forward, I think it's because Arsene Wenger's now signed a new two-year deal. That's right. So that gives them a bit of stability. And, you know, maybe that will inspire like Sanchez, who's been linked with Man City, with Bayern Munich, all these uh, you know, club, big clubs. He might be inspired to stay on and see what happens. But Arsenal really got to spend. I mean, Wenger's going to have to dust out that checkbook this season and spend big. They've also been linked with Mbappe, and I've got a sneaking feeling it would be between them and Real Madrid. I mean, Wenger's got good uh, connections at Monaco, and, um, you know, he, he would know the player, and he, he probably would, wouldn't mind having him. I don't think he'd pay $100 million for him, but, I mean, he could use his French. Uh, but then again, Madrid is coached by Zidane, so, it's, you know, it's, it's also French. So. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, I love this time of the year. It's silly season and anything can happen. I mean, before we talk about Manchester United's um, defender who's arriving, um, interesting, Arsenal looks set to let go of Olivier Giroud and he might be on his way back to uh, Ligue 1, as they say, if I've pronounced that right, um, with Lacazette coming the other way. So like a cash plus player deal for Lacazette to Arsenal. So I think definitely up front is where Arsenal need to strengthen. Um, and to get two French strikers, potentially a Lacazette and an Mbappe, that would be great for Arsene Wenger because, let's be honest, Arsenal fans don't want to see him there. And in his last, last two seasons, or which potentially are his last two seasons, um, they've got to be thinking title or that's it, it's done. I think, uh, yeah, you would be right in that. I mean, Arsenal won, uh, and this season would be their best opportunity with the competition, uh, you know, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Spurs, and Chelsea all in the Champions League. You know, Arsenal would have a shot, dump the Europa early and, and push for the title because then you free up all your time. Yeah. Whereas all these others have midweek European games, Arsenal, it could be their season to win it. I mean, this is, I can't see them not doing well in the league this season if unless they prioritise differently. And maybe Wenger pulls uh, Mourinho and says, well, let's bank on the Europa and see how far we go with it. If the league doesn't work out, we can always get into the Champions League the next season through the back door. Someone who's, someone who's coming through the front door, though, at Manchester United is the Swedish international. Uh, Lindelof uh, looks like he's about to complete his transfer to the the Red Devils, who unfortunately haven't renewed Zlatan Ibrahimovic's contract. How do you feel about that? Well, you can't have two Swedes in one. <laughs> so uh, look, I'm a bit I'm a bit disappointed that they've done that, but it's it's clear. I mean, they can't be paying him that large salary, and he can only probably play close to January or something like that. You know, they could use that money wisely by you know bringing decent players 
and which they've so far they've done with Lindelof is a good defender. But I'm, yeah, I mean, a lot of fans might be feeling a bit dis, uh, disheartened because who knows what he could have achieved. Yeah. He was fit for the whole season. If he didn't get that a major injury, would he have, you know, won the golden boot which Harry Kane took? I doubt it. Harry Kane, Harry Kane was outstanding, but he was on fire towards the end. No, you're right. I'm Is that? Zatan, though, I mean, I'm reading his book at the moment, and it's a fascinating insight into his life. And, you know, look, he's not the easiest character, that's for sure. He's quite fiery and, you know, speaks his mind. But what a player for the big occasion. And, and I think United might have missed that this season. And uh, I know him and Mourinho have a special relationship that went back to Inter. But United have to sign another player along those lines, like a Roy Keane, someone who stepped up, you know, put his hand up, a Cantona you know, they need something special. Yeah, no, and I mean, he brought that arrogance back, you know, that says, you know, not only I'm Zlatan, but, you know, I'm Zlatan and I'm at Man United. We don't care about anybody anybody else or what you say. You know, he, he sort of brought that arrogance back, you know. It was a good thing while it, was, while it lasted. But, I mean, looking forward, I mean, I'm excited if they sign uh, Alvaro Morata. He's, yeah, it's he's heavily linked. Team. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a poacher and he's a good striker and I mean him and Pogba played at Juventus so he might be I, I, I'd, I'd be happy with him disappointed that they didn't get Griezmann though he would be an excellent addition to the he would have been he would have been but an interesting story well, let's um before we, we could speak about this forever but let's just wrap it up but interesting story developing is that Juventus have uh, bid for Diego Costa and it looks like from what we've seen his little bust up with Antonio Conte could mean that he's on his way out of Chelsea and I still think it'll be a huge blow for Chelsea who um, have said they need to also spend some money to get some decent players and so so anything can happen but I think Costa leaving will be a blow for, for the Blues No, it's a, def- it's a definite massive blow for them for their planning and everything but I'm, I don't understand why Conte would want to do it so publicly so soon and you know because now Chelsea, if they get rid of Costa, they're going to look desperate. So all other teams that have a player that Chelsea will be interested in, these teams are going to jack up the price. Because Chelsea come across as now desperate, they need a striker. Yeah, with Lukaku potentially going there, or even to Old Trafford. I mean, that's also doing the round. So it is this... I wouldn't be surprised if Costa turns up at Old Trafford. Eh? Who knows? I, I love this time of year. It's, it's fantastic, but... Now that the fixtures are out, we know the season's about to happen in in, uh, in some time. Still got two months or so, but you know what I mean. It, it's happening, and it's real, and it's the Premier League, the best league in the world. Newcastle are back in their 125th year of existence. It's fantastic. It's going to be a cracking season. Mo, we're going to have to leave it there, I'm afraid. Uh, thanks very much for your time. Remember to catch us on t- Twitter. That's at Football 2 Plus 3. Give us your feedback, any stories you hear of. Any transfers potentially, cliffcentral.com, iTunes, and csduplicy.co.za. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions.